Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thank you for having a desire to be your best at work. On this podcast, hear stories told by people who take actions to improve workplace culture and achieve results. Our conversations show how to live and model our nine principles for organizational excellence. On October 28th and 29th, we're holding a virtual destination high-performance event. I'm thrilled that Quint Studer will join me on stage to engage in conversations about leadership and building vibrant communities. To lead into our conference, Quint will be my guest for the next several weeks on the podcast. To learn more about our upcoming virtual events like Leader Roundtable, so it's right in education and destination high performance, visit studereducation.com slash events. Quint writes a weekly column in the Pensacola News Journal to provide relevant, timeless leadership advice. As a leader, I've found Quint's articles to be extremely helpful. I hope you will too. Now, I've asked him to talk about several of these articles. If you'd like to listen to our first conversation sparked by the article, Good Leaders Choose Character, Not Comfort, return to episode 108. Today, Quinn and I discuss how we treat team members when they leave our organization. It's great to have Quint back on our show. Quint, welcome back today. So glad to have you back with us. Thank you, Janet. Nice to be here. So I recently uh, enjoyed your article, Taking the High Road, How Employees Leave an Organization Really Matters. And it made me think about some colleagues that I've had over the years, Quint, you know, I've, I just have valued them and they've made great contributions to the organization. And then they leave from either retirement or they, you know, go to a different job and you know, they just seem to walk out the door and no one recognizes them much for all those things they had contributed. And so that's what went, came to my mind when I read your article. So, you know, what motivated you to write that article? Well, I think what motivated me is always conversations I have with people. And somebody was very upset that somebody was leaving for a, another job. And they looked upon almost like this person's deserting me or being disloyal. You've heard the whole statement. Somebody stole one of my best employees. Nobody steals anybody. And, and I just thought, I think how you treat people when they're leaving represents your values. Because all of a sudden, they really can't do anything for you. Where they're there, they can, you know, they're doing a job for you. But when they're leaving, all of a sudden, they, they're not doing anything for you. But how you treat them, I think, is just fine. Well, people leave for different reasons. Of course, there's the person that leaves because we asked them to leave in a, in a way because they should leave. It's a performance issue. It's a legal issue. And I understand those are quick departures. So you have to separate why they leave. You, you certainly don't throw a party for someone that's stealing from you and you're, you're firing them or someone that's been sexually abusive or something like that or verbally abusive. You move those out quickly. Um, matter of fact, quick announcement, they're gone. I get that. Then there's those people that leave because they've got a promotion or they're going somewhere else that's really sort of cool for them. And then there's those that leave because you've downsized. Or you've done something that you're at, you're forcing them to leave. They don't even want to leave. And I think that middle, that one I just talked about here is really key because people watch that because we're seeing downsizing and healthcare like crazy. I just read the other day, um, one of our counties close to us is not bringing 80 teachers back. And I think they told them like 24 hours before the school year started. And I think that's really um, a, a judgment of values of how, when you're reducing force or letting people go, 
how, how you treat them because you can't treat them like a commodity. And the one of the things that's always hit me is, you know, Starbucks took a commodity, a coffee bean, and we made it a relationship. We took a relationship called people and sometimes we treat them like a commodity. Yeah, you know, and I think I had a situation not long ago where I was connecting with someone and they were leaving an organization and you were talking about even the loyalty piece, Quint, you know, they they had a great relationship with their boss, with their supervisor, you know, one on just working side by side with that individual. And so when he decided to leave, the boss just really was upset. And from the time that he was there until when he left, wouldn't speak to him, decided didn't include them, right? I mean, just totally tune them out. And, you know, it's like, man, you know, I just feel, what should I do? How do, how do I build that connection back? So, you know, what do you say to people who have that experience on that side? Well, I think you have to look at, um, you know, but you're as old as me, you have all these experiences and stories. And I think sometimes people are very hypocritical. I remember one time a CEO called me when I was with Studer Group and he was so worried we were going to hire his chief nurse officer. So he called me to let me know that he didn't want us talking to her. He didn't want her hiring her. All these things that he didn't want to lose her. And then afterwards, he told me he was applying for a job and telling me about this job he was pursuing. And I'm thinking, well, he don't want her to leave, but gee, he's leaving, thinking of leaving. So I think there's some hypocrisy in, in this whole situation. So I think, first of all, if somebody acts like that, I wouldn't try to change or win them over. I would say, hey, I'm glad I'm getting out of here. This just proves <laughs> I've made the right, right decision is what, what I'd be thinking. I think, again, what I really want to talk about a little bit today, though, is two things. When people are looking, if you have the right culture, you'll have a conversation so you're not surprised. So for example, Amber McClure was our chief financial officer, okay? Now we're about a $15 million operation when you look at the Blue Wahoos baseball team in the shops. And she was interviewing with the Scambia County, which is a $500 million operation. And she told us from the beginning she was interviewing. We actually gave her tips on the interview. We actually talked about if the offer, how to handle it, what to do. And there was no surprises. There was absolutely no surprises. In fact, for her um, going away party that they threw, Rishi and I, my wife couldn't be there. So we did a, a Zoom, like a Zoom. And I just videotaped it on my phone. And with my wife telling her how much she'll miss her and how much she meant to us, I threw it on Instagram and had 1,200 views. Now, you don't think that a person looking at that think that's pretty cool that somebody can leave a company. They're thinking, Oh, of course, not only is that nice, I wouldn't mind working for that company that Amber just left. And I think that's one thing if you, if you treat people right. The other thing I think is so vital when you have a layoff is people watch how you treat the people that are leaving. So years ago, I was coaching a, a place that was doing a reduction in force. And they actually did a job fair at their place and invited other, other businesses to come into their place to interview the people they were letting go. You don't think the other employees sort of noticed that yeah. thing? And they even invited some places you would think were their competitor, but heck, they weren't gonna have that employee anyway. And that made a huge difference. Great. I also think the fact that you can offer people reference checks, you can offer job coaching, 
you can offer outplacement services. How you treat people when they leave, particularly in a reduction in force, because you might say, well, they're gone anyway, but the people that are there watch how you treat them. And you know what they're thinking? That could be me someday. I see yeah. how they treat them. They treat me. So my, my article was really about stay on the high ground when people leave. You know, when if they leave and you're, you know, that they've made a choice and, and compliment them and feel really good about them. I love, you know, looking around over the years in healthcare, how many people that were part of student group that are now, you know, vice presidents or yeah. head of patient experience somewhere. I think it's pretty cool. I like some of our people went to Prescaney, which is great. I Prescaney is a great company. You know, these are all good people. So I yeah. just it just hit me. I was seeing too much bitterness with people leaving. That was one thing. Then I was also thinking too much. There's some downsizing going on. And I just didn't think that most organizations were going out of their way to treat the people downsized as well as they could. And I'm on the board of Tri Health in Cincinnati. And when they did a reduction in force, they treated the people great. They even said, for the next year, any job that opens up, you have the priority. Here's what we're doing with your benefits. Here's some outplacement services we're offering you. I mean, they were offering such a good deal. I bet you some people are working there that I wish I could get laid off. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. They treated them with dignity because yes. they're already hurting. The way I feel, somebody's already feeling bad. So why make them even feel worse by treating them like a commodity? Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, it's just so, so significant. I think the way we want to be treated when we make that transition and then, you know, just really thinking about the, our colleagues and we've been, we've been mentors and coaches to people. So we want to continue. I, I, I know I do. And I know you do want to continue that relationship. So, you know, I really, really got a lot myself from, from the article and know that as schools and higher education institutions and other organizations are going through some great transitions. This is a really important topic right now um, for people to take in and internalize. I'm just curious, Quint, you know, just turn it around a little bit. So, you know, this made me think to when I've had to make a decision, you know, I know when I, I made a decision as when I was the dean of the college at University of West Florida, and I made a decision to to step down. I'd been associate dean for seven years, dean for five years, and I was just ready to transition to something else. And that was one of the most difficult decisions I made at that time. And then when I transitioned out of the university, that was a difficult decision as well, because I had this feeling that I was letting people down by making that decision as a leader. But at some point, we as a leader, even at that executive level or that high leadership, we have to make that transition. So, and I know you've made those decisions. I mean, what about people who are in that situation? Well, years ago, and I don't know how it happened, somebody recommended, I read a book called Working Without a Net. And there's a chapter in there that calls Reciprocal Relationships. And it said that we have reciprocal relationship with our employer that's based on every day. That means we come in and we should do the best job we can that day. And they should create the best place for us to work that day. But we can't put unrealistic expectations. Again, I'm probably sounding a little rebellious here, but I got a kick out of companies that will want long lifetime loyalty. You know, I hope you're here forever. I had a company one time that pulled me in and said, Quint, you know, you tell people, when people ask how long you're staying, you tell them you'll stay as long as your contract is here and you can't speak any longer than that. We'd really like you to stay forever. 
I said, then give me one of those forever contracts. And they said, well, we don't do that. I said, well, then neither do I. I just think that sometimes employers are trying to get employees to give them more than they give them. So I think we have a reciprocal relationship. And once we're done, you know, when you're done being the dean or at the university, you exit. And yeah. we should thank you for every day that you put in. I did a um, accelerator roundtable about a week ago, and this is for people that don't know the Studer Community Institute. We do accelerator roundtable for business people, and they come in and they talk and network, and we answer questions. And one of the questions was, "Wow, there's so many talented people available right now, and I have a job opening. I'm getting a lot of resumes from overqualified people. What do you think?" And I said, grab them for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. you know, don't sit here and say, oh, they're overqualified. If they can make your company better, grab them. Yeah. Some people would say to me, well, Quint, they're only going to be here a year. I said, yep, but a year from now, we're going to be a heck of a lot better than we are right now. So, you know, I talk all the time, Janet, leadership's an inside job. And you just got to remember people watch you and they watch how you treat people when they leave. Yeah. And, when you, and it's how to show respect. It's how to... Now, it's also not to be um, insincere. If somebody's done a bad job, don't throw a big, huge party and act like they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. Um, your own guilt that you're doing this. And then, then you lose credibility too. But I think for most of the time, you know, if, if those people should have been gone anyway, I, I just am a firm believer watching organizations that when they downsize, people watch very closely how they treat those people that aren't going to be there anymore. And yeah. when people leave, I, I will say that when Amber left us, I think we gained a lot of respect and integrity within the company about us, how he handled her departure throughout the whole process. We also had a point where we had someone was interviewing for a job and we were very supportive. And then in the end, he decided not, not to take it. And it was interesting because the position he would have went for when they downsized he would have been gone already. So you never know. I, I just got tired of, of seeing people not being treated well when they leave or they're like, they're disservice, they're disloyal. Uh, last, yeah. last story, you like this one, Jan. I got a call one day from a person who said, Quint, I've resigned, I'm tired, I'm ready to go. I gave my 30 days notice and they want me to stay 90 days. <laughs> I said, well, here's the deal. If you want to stay 90 days, you should stay 90 days. But if you don't want to stay, you shouldn't. Because I've been in the other thing. If they were laying you off and said you have 30 days notice and you went and said, well, why don't you give me 90? They would say, nope, it's 30. You owe as much loyalty to them as you're getting from them. And I yeah. think sometimes, like you said, we almost get where people almost feel guilt-ridden. They should be more loyal. That's why I like that chapter. We, Every day I deserve to give you the best I can and you should create a great place to work. And yeah. that's really a reciprocal relationship based on one day at a time. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And, you know, and I think, you know, my family. So I'm taught with my mom and dad, you know, we're all about loyalty. My dad had a, a family business and, you know, loyal to the end to that. So I really have to have to personally work through, <laughs> through that, you know, from a personal note. I'll be real controversial right now, seeing I've been controversial almost the whole entire time here so far. I think there's loyalty to your customer and there's loyalty to the company. But I think I try to usually tell people, don't get caught up in family. Don't use this term, but we're a family here because mm -hmm. you're not a family. 
you you will hang. There were some uncles that if I had a choice of not seeing, I probably would have never seen. Yeah. Nepotism doesn't work well in companies. I like the fact that we're a team. Yeah. Now I love you know people love the fact that we're a family. We're a family, and I get that. I understand how they're using it, but I really prefer the word "we're a team" because yeah. in teams you make adjustments, you yeah. make tough choices, you make decisions based on what's best for the team. When you're a family, you tend to hang on to low performers longer. Right. You tend to make decisions quicker. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. That's a great piece of information to share because I do, we tend to say family, but you're right. The team is our focus. We're all trying to achieve a common outcome and we're, we're contributing in that way as a team to do that. So love that. Love that, Quint. So as we close today, you know, and you think about the article, you know, what do you leave our listeners with as they go out? There are a number of things they can take with you, but what do you leave them with today, Quint? Well, your job is to maximize people's human potential. And that sometimes means they stay working with you. And that sometimes means they leave you. When I was with um, Studer Group, I coached Shannon Libert to leave us because I said she needed to go get other experience and then she can come back, which, which she did. And, and I think you have to say you're in charge of development. So you want to create a relationship that you and them are on the same team. And if they plan on going somewhere else, your goal is to do everything to help them get there someday. And you have that type of, of process. That's one thing. You know, what is their goal and how can you help them achieve it? And I think that's really good. When I was at Baptist Hospital, when hospitals would tour, I'd say, if you see any managers that you think would be good fits for you, just talk to them. They said, I would never steal anyone. I said, you're not stealing them. You're helping people fulfill their human potential. And that rumor gets around. Number two is really watch how you treat people when they leave. People aren't being disloyal to you when they leave. They're just fulfilling their own human potential and you should feel really good about that. And you can't take it so personally. It's, this isn't like a divorce or anything. This is something that they're, they're leaving you to better themselves. And you have to understand that. Now you could hold up the mirror and say, what could I have done better? And probably the third thing, and this really comes into downsizing, really sit down and look at when you ask somebody to leave that does not want to leave, what services and resources are you giving them to make it easier? We used to always have an outplacement person ready to go. So when that person left, we could almost that day, they could talk to an outplacement person that could then get them to see they're, they're moving forward. And, and I know they, they hurt for a while, but also sometimes tough decisions, Janet. You let someone go, and I knew it, and I ran into them in a grocery store, like that next day after you told me you let them go. And I would say they weren't overly happy. They didn't say, oh, good, isn't this great? She's provided me an opportunity to pursue another professional career right now. Yet I will tell you, that person found another job and they're in a better fit when they used to be. So sometimes we also have to realize people are going to sometimes be emotional or be hurt. But in the long run, let's reach out to them. Because usually what I, one of my best friends is someone who that happened to. But we, you know, after about a year, we started talking again. And now we do stuff together. So I just think life's too short to have these resentments or these anger. So, but really pay attention to how people leave because the people that stay, watch how you treat people when they're, 
no longer with your organization and be as helpful as you can be. I let someone go when I was president of a hospital and they negotiated a package that at their next hospital, I would come speak at no charge. And when they got, it was sort of cute. So they got this new job in another hospital and I went and, and spoke at no charge. And the CEO thought, wow, this is so cool that you had such a great relationship that you're offered to come here at no charge and speak. But you, I don't say you, if a relationship falls apart, you have to make sure it's not you. It's because they're making it happen. You're not making it happen. And that's what I called about staying on the high ground. Quint, thank you so much for the time today. Um, so much information that we can all take with us to really think about how we work with people as they transition, whether it's their decision or our decision. Um, it's continuing to think about them and build those relationships and continue that in ways that's meaningful. Always about the people first when we need to make sure that we're taking care of them. So thank you so much for being with us today. My great pleasure as always. Here's what Quint reminded me of today. Our teams watch what we do as leaders. When our team members decide to leave to take another job in another organization, others watch how we as leaders treat them as they exit our organization. Our number one job is to help people maximize human potential. If we help people who work in our organization and they get an opportunity to advance in another organization, our job is to help them grow and prosper. We can't take their decision personal, as difficult as that may be. And when they leave, we hope they look back with appreciation for our leadership and guidance to make them a better employee and person. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.